The Right Side with Doug Billings. We meet, you and I, determined prayer, determined patriotism. That's what it takes to see our way through the current state of play in America. Prayer as the founding fathers and God himself have prescribed for us. Entering into prayer, praying for the republic and for one another. We stand shoulder to shoulder, I promise you that. You can head over to DougBillings.us and see every show that we do over there for free. DougBillings.us, if you feel like it, after prayerfully considering it, support us over there as well. But one of the ways to understand how the American government actually works at the very highest levels, and if you want to know why they don't teach history anymore in our schools, in our public school systems at least, it's because history, when it's properly applied, always tells the truth. And in today's elected class, there are no more Democrats. They are the commu-socialist, formerly known as Democrat Party. And over there, truth can't be tolerated because it reveals their narrative. It reveals their truth, their anti-American sentiments. They are a party of uh, anti-American sentiment through and through the commu-socialist party. Their politics, their platform, their policies, evidence of the obvious is sufficient about all of that. And with regards to history, and with regards to how they hide it, let me bring up this case in point. Who do you think, ladies and gentlemen, who do you think is the most popular president in American history? I'll give you a moment to think about that. Who in our American history was and remains, by matter of record, the most popular president in our history? Richard Nixon, my friends. Richard Nixon. Now, most of you are probably surprised. No way, not now, that can't be true. Because the media, the narrative of the elected class, and the failure to teach proper history has been ignored for several generations in this country. Most of you know the published version of Nixon, and especially of his downfall. But let's revisit that in light of what we've not been told. Without a single vote being cast, ladies and gentlemen, Richard Nixon was removed from office. And before that decision was made, his replacement was already chosen. Someone who would become the first, the first unelected president in American history. The first unelected president in American history. Be clear about it, ladies and gentlemen. We went from the most popular president in the history of our republic to a president that nobody voted for. Someone who was assigned the position. And to think there are some people out there who believe the United States deep state doesn't insert people who they want in office. To think that is almost unbelievable in today's day and age. I can hear you screaming, wait a minute. Doug, why wasn't I told about this? How did not we know? I mean, Richard Nixon, he was a criminal, right? Didn't all decent people in America back at that time and in those days hate the guy? All of those responses, legitimate ones, because that's what we've been told, are due to the fact that true history is an enemy of the commu-socialist, formerly known as Democrat Party. And they go to great lengths to hide the truth from you. 
Nixon was not despised by everybody, as you've been taught. Evidence of the obvious is sufficient to be able to claim that fact. In fact, he was beloved. If ever there was a president who could claim to be the choice of the people, it was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was elected in 1972, ladies and gentlemen, by the largest margin of the popular vote ever recorded then or since. He got 17 million more votes than his opponent. And stunningly, unbelievably, in less than two years, he was gone. Forced to resign without ever having had that situation be put before the American voting population. And the pre-selected replacement, who was a dutiful servant, mind you, the dutiful servant of the deep state and the federal agencies back in the day, his name was, of course, Gerald Ford. Now, the next question should be, I think, how did this all happen? What, What? How did they do it? I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. Richard Nixon knew that the deep state, in those days they called it the federal bureaucracy, right? But it was the deep state. They were working to destabilize the American system of government, just as they are today, but today it's on steroids. They were beginning to do it back long ago, and Nixon knew it. Ladies and gentlemen, the radical left has a 126-year head start on us. They got started in 1897, and that's the truth. Rockefellers, Deweys, the Carnegies, they all began to infiltrate the American educational system, the media, and so forth, and and the communist-socialist bent that we're experiencing now started back then. And Nixon was right. In June of 1972, he met, Nixon did, with the CIA director, Richard Helms. They had a meeting at the White House. The conversation was tape-recorded. Nixon suggested that he, in his words, quote, I know who shot John, meaning John F. Kennedy, right? And Nixon also said that the CIA was directly involved in Kennedy's assassination, which we know now, of course, today that that was true. It is true. And Richard Helms, his response was priceless and it was telling. What was his response? Silence. He never said a word during that portion of the conversation. Helms didn't need to say anything because Nixon was already done. Because five days prior to that meeting, the Washington Post had published the first of a series of stories about a break-in at the Watergate Hotel and offices. Unknown to Nixon and unreported by the Washington Post, four of the five burglars in that crime worked for the CIA. There was a key author of all of these stories. He was a 26-year-old up-and-coming journalist. But he was a guy who never had any journalism experience before this story. He never had any journalism experience at all. He didn't he didn't have a pedigree from the most prestigious journalism schools in America like for example the University of Missouri in Columbia, Missouri. Didn't have any of that. He came from the deep state the classified areas and the secret corners and hallways of the federal government. What was his name? Bob Woodward. Before Watergate, Woodward was a naval officer at the Pentagon with top secret clearance. He worked regularly on intel agencies and with them. And interesting, interestingly enough, he was assigned oftentimes to cover the Nixon White House, where he networked with Nixon's top aides. Now, Woodward left the Navy, and someone should really look into this because the reasons behind that are sketchy at best. Nobody really knows why. And then, just as when he leaves the Navy, 
He gets hired by one of the most powerful newspaper agencies in the world, and he's assigned to the biggest story on the planet. How does that happen? Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. And if the deep state and the bureaucracy, if this picture isn't fully developed for you by now, let me tell you who Woodward's main source of information was for the Watergate series. It was the deputy director of the FBI, Mark Felt. Mark Felt ran the FBI's what they called the co-intel program. This was a real beauty of a program. It was designed to secretly discredit and sometimes publicly discredit politicians who the deep state wanted to destroy. They wanted them out of there. Politicians exactly like Richard Nixon. If that's not enough, the deep state also worked to take down Nixon's elected vice president. In the fall of 73, Spiro Agnew was indicted for tax evasion, forced to resign. His deep state chosen replacement was a hapless and relatively unrenowned congressman from Michigan by the name of Gerald Ford. Was Ford qualified? Well, I mean, by today's standards, with Vice Pretender Harris in office, almost anybody would appear to be qualified for vice president. But with, with, but with Gerald Ford, as far as the deep state was concerned, he had the holy grail of credentials available to him. He had served on the Warren Commission, which cleared, as you recall, the CIA of any responsibility for President Kennedy's assassination. Nixon wasn't given any choice by the Democrats. He had to accept Gerald Ford. And later, in fact, the Speaker of the House, Carl Albert, said, we didn't give Nixon any chance, any choice but Ford. So Gerald Ford of the Warren Commission is now the unelected president of the United States. That's a matter of record. It's a matter of fact. Fact checkers out on any social platform out there, social media platform, cannot deny it. But you are probably surprised, and you've probably never heard this entire story. You've never heard about it from the mainstream media, that's for sure. It's the truth. And like I said, the truth won't work for the Communist Socialist, formerly known as Democrat Party, and their allies in the media. This is how the deep state, the swamp, has grown to be in control of our political system. Unelected policymakers who are almost impossible to fire Within these federal agencies like the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, the Department of Education, the Environmental Protection Agency, we can go on and on. They make the biggest decisions in American government and crush anybody who tries to disagree with them or give them a counter opinion or narrative. There are 20 million employees in these systems of government, and we've got to begin to purge that. That's why Donald Trump scares the hell out of the deep state. Of all of the great things that he did as president, I think that the greatest is that he pulled back the curtain of the deep state and he revealed to us the breadth, the depth, and the evilness of it all. And he took it on. He was dismantling it. And he wasn't joking about draining the swamp. And make no mistake, President Donald Trump is the only candidate who can continue to do that. And therein and thereby is the reason for the unrelenting political and legal persecution that he sustained since announcing his candidacy even as far back as 2016. Ladies and gentlemen, Trump will win. We have got to gather together shoulder to shoulder, get involved in your local levels. And with General Flynn in the mix, I think they're going to start what I call the Department of Accountability. And General Flynn will begin to purge these agencies 
That's my hunch. And he'll President Trump will use what's called Schedule F to do just that. Look it up. Schedule F to begin to fire and slash these departments and the people within them. Ladies and gentlemen, give your permi- yourself permission to believe all of this we need to for the republic. God bless you. I'll see you at DougBillings.us on the right side. Cheers. The Right Side with Doug Billings. Hi, guys. Hey, real quick. A lot of you concerned with this central bank digital currency nonsense that's going out there. Will my paper money fiat currency go away? How am I going to live if it's just gold and silver out there? I got a place where you can go to get information to answer all of your questions, not trying to sell you anything, trying to get you information. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in this together. We've got to have each other's back. Rightside.goldensilver.business. Go over to rightside.goldensilver.business and ask for information. And if you want to help people to do this, there's a business opportunity for you over there. People making upwards of $7,000 a week. I kid you not. Rightside.goldensilver.business. Don't put a www in front of it. Just rightside.goldensilver.business. Go over there, ask for inf- information, and get involved. We're in this together, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it. For the Republic. Cheers. The Right Side with Doug Billings.